This is the Resilience Podcast 448, and I'm Cecil Desma. It's Tuesday, September 13th. I was told a story about a CEO calling her staff into the conference room on the eve of the launch of a major new initiative. Employees file in, they take their seats around the table. She calls the meeting to attention and begins, I have bad news. The project has failed spectacularly. What went wrong? The team is perplexed. What? We haven't even launched yet. I know it seems strange and maybe even counterproductive to demand that employees think negatively instead of optimistically. But in business circles today, everyone from startups to Fortune 500 companies are doing this exact exercise. In a direct response to optimistic, feel-good thinking, leaders are encouraging their employees to think negatively. The technique that the CEO above was using was actually designed by psychologist Gary Klein. It's called a pre-mortem. In a pre-mortem, a project manager must envision what could go wrong, what will go wrong, in advance, before starting. The practice goes back much further than just psychology, though. It dates back many thousands of years, in fact, to the great Stoic philosophers like Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, and Seneca. And they had an even better name for it, Primaditatio Malorum, premeditation of evils. A writer like Seneca would begin by reviewing or rehearsing his plan, say, before he took a trip. And then in his head or in writing, he would go over the things that could go wrong or prevent it from happening. A storm could arise. The captain could fall ill. The ship could be attacked by pirates. By doing this exercise, Seneca was always prepared for disruption and always working that disruption into his plans. In a case where nothing could be done, the Stoics would use it as an important practice to do something the rest of us too often fail to do, manage expectations. Because sometimes the only answer to what if is it will suck, but we'll be okay. We often learn the hard way that our world is ruled by external factors. We don't always get what is rightfully ours, even if we've earned it. Psychologically, we must prepare ourselves for this to happen. If it comes as a constant surprise each and every time, something unexpected occurs. You're not only going to be miserable whenever you attempt something big, you're going to have a much harder time accepting it and moving on to attempts two, three, four, five. The only guarantee ever is that things could go wrong. The only thing we can use to mitigate this is anticipation because the only variable we control completely 
is ourselves. The world might call you a pessimist, but who cares? It's far better to seem like a downer than to be blindsided or caught off guard. If we have prepared ourselves for the obstacles that are inevitably on their way, we can rest assured that it's other people who have not. In other words, this bad luck is actually a chance for us to make up some time. We become like the runners who train on hills or at altitude so they can beat runners who expected the course to be flat. Anticipation doesn't magically make things easier, of course, but we are more prepared for them to be as hard as they need to be, as hard as they actually are. You know what's better than building things up in your imagination? It's building things up in real life. Of course, it's a lot more fun to build things up in your imagination than it is to tear them down, but what purpose does that serve? It only sets you up for disappointment. Chimeras are like bandages. They hurt when torn away. With anticipation, we have time to raise defenses or even avoid them entirely. So today, this week, this year, be ready. Expect to be driven off course, but not worry because we've plotted a way back. We can resist going to pieces if things don't go as planned. With anticipation, we can endure. We are prepared for failure and ready for success. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One, I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at Cecil Ledesma. Peace.